Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, a podcast that explores the tarot through an inclusive, soul-centered, trauma-informed perspective for growth, healing, and evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Hello, Wild Souls, and welcome back to the podcast. Such an honor uh, to be gathered here with you in this virtual space, as always. Thank you so much for being here. We're celebrating two huge milestones today together. First is that this is episode 200 of the pod, which is enormous. And second of all, we just hit 7 million downloads of this podcast. So I just want to say, when I open up every episode and I say, I am so honored and so grateful to be gathered with all of you in this virtual space, I mean it with all of my heart. I am continually honored, humbled, so thankful, so delighted to get to be with all of you. And I can't believe that, you know, that many folks would want to download (laughs) and hear stuff that I have to say about tarot and It's incredibly moving, and I just want to say thank you, and I'm so excited to continue to be on this path with you for however long we're on it together. So thanks for being here, whether you're brand new, whether you've been here for a while, just thank you. Because today is our 200th episode, and because uh, the end of the month is a little funny, we've got some, uh, I think, like kind of a special treat in that we've got this episode coming out today on the uh, 28th of October. And then you got yourself another episode coming out in just a couple days on Samhain to mark and honor the monthly medicine for November. So basically there's this episode and then in a couple days later, you'll have a brand new monthly medicine. Um, Because this is episode 200, because it's special, because this week doesn't really fit you know, with, I decided to talk about what I wanted to talk about, which was, uh, the judgment card. It's been kind of in my head and on my heart to talk about on the podcast today when I thought about what I'd like to do to mark this time. Um, and then I saw a wonderful listener question while I, that came in, I think over the week, um, from somebody who asked about this card and framed up, teed up a way to explore it and talk about it so perfectly. So I'll dive into that. Tuning in and peeling back the layers of probably the most, I think the most layered card in the tarot easily, uh, which is judgment. But first, I would be remiss if I did not <laughs> name that we are officially in an eclipse portal officially. Uh, so eclipse portal folks use that term and using it for a million years. And I'm sure people, um, I think most of us mean the same thing when we're talking about it, I'll be explicit as to what I mean. So when I speak about an eclipse portal, what I'm talking about is the span of time between a new moon or new moon partial eclipse in Scorpio that happened just a couple days ago and the full moon eclipse that will happen in a couple of weeks. So Eclipses allegedly, (laughs) allegedly, right? We can say, I find for myself that eclipse portals are opportunities to go very, very deeply into 
an internal process of excavation and discovery. And like with anything else, with spirit, with moons, with anything, the idea is not to, you know, of course we have free will. It's beautiful to kind of show up and say, this is how I'm going to work with this energy. This is how I'm going to utilize it and channel it and wield it. I think that's, I'm all about that. Eclipses are a little different. Eclipses have to do with almost like an old wise elder person, like a, like, um, I'm picturing like, um, I don't even know, like just like, uh, an epic figure sort of showing up out of the deep forest and kind of having this, you know, flame, this light and like beckoning us and we follow them. So that's the difference is that eclipse portals ask you to follow it. And it is a time when I believe much can be revealed. There's a lot of um, light shed on areas that maybe do not usually see the light of day. There's a lot of connections that can be made. Sometimes it's not so conscious. Sometimes it's really like let go completely and just really let things fall into place. I felt this a lot at the end of 2019. Now, I was also preparing to move across the country, but there was a lot happening during that time, during the eclipse portal, where the messages were very, very strong, very, very intense of kind of um, paying attention to and, and working through what was coming up for me, but kind of staying out of the larger universal business of other things. So in other words, when I'd get my mind on like, oh, what if, what about this little detail? Or like, what are we going to do about this? Blah, blah, blah. I would often get like, it's not even, it's not important right now. Just do you, you have to pay attention to what's coming up for you. That's the most important work you're being invited to do. And I do think that is true of every eclipse portal. Some of them are more significant than others. Some of them call us into different things, right? So as we traverse through these next few weeks in this eclipse portal, in the sign of Scorpio, as we move through them, it's naturally going to bring us really really close to judgment. And I'll explain why. And I think that's why I feel inclined to speak about it today. Um, judgment in many ways, like let's, first of all, before I dive into judgment, um, I'm going to talk about Sadie's question so we can be properly framed, but to kind of wrap up what I was saying about eclipse portals, just see what comes up for you see what pops up, maybe create your own tarot spread to see what's getting excavated for me during this um, eclipse portal. What am I being invited to pay attention to? We use sort of classic prompts for, you know, all purpose because they can help us through situations that are both very big and overt like eclipses and things that are very small and subtle, like maybe everyday stuff. So yeah, just it's a powerful couple of weeks. We're clearing out the work we're doing in lover's card. We're preparing for a chariot year. There's a very big energy of preparation 
happening right now, which is curious and interesting. And I think personal and also collective, although there's not much about the collective preparation that I'm getting too much about. Um, so yeah, just interesting. I'll be curious to hear from some of you how it's landing with you. Um, yeah. So let me dive into Sadie's question so we can chat about judgment. So this came from Sadie again, and they ask, I'm really struggling to figure out what the fuck judgment is all about. I feel like it's something that encompasses being judgmental, radically shifting perspective and finding your calling. There also feels like some very biblical themes going on, but I wasn't raised in that tradition. So I don't know how to speak to that while doing readings. So I will, um, speak to your last, uh, uh, kind of note first. Uh, yes, there are some in the Smith Rider way, definitely some very clear, um, biblical themes. Uh, I did another episode a couple years back on judgment where I kind of unpacked a lot of those symbols and things, and I'm not going to go into them today, but what I want to kind of radically permission you around is that you don't need to speak to that at all. You never have to speak to that at all. These are symbols. These are archetypes that can be represented through the vision of the artist creating the card. And with all due respect, and I mean, I literally, I, all of the respect is paid to every artist of every tarot deck. Just because somebody is an, is, is channeling artwork for a tarot deck doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be resonant of what makes sense for you, of what feels like it's in highest and best for you to want to share about a card. We don't have to allow the visuals on a card to actually dictate the reading at all. Some folks are very visual. If you are, then I encourage you to get a deck that really resonates with you and with what you want to say, rather than letting whatever happens to be on the card dictate where you take a reading. Um, and why is it, it's a, it's a tricky thing. And I want to proceed with, again, a lot of respect and care because again, I have nothing but respect for folks who channel down and create tarot dust, a massive labor and, um, act of, of, enormous vulnerability. So I don't want to in any way be like, I consider myself an artist. So it's, again, I, I hope that this is coming across with, with a lot of softness, but again, we're all in different places with our work and our, our life experience and our cognitive understanding of cards. And there might be some folks who really do see, for example, judgment as being very biblically connected, very religiously intoned, you might not. So by kind of letting the artwork on a card, I know that this is very paradoxically, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a big paradox, but because tarot is, is this interpretive art, but if we're letting the art on a card dictate the reading, it's 
actually kind of bypassing the deeper medicine that might be wanting to come through us. Sometimes the art serves that deep medicine. Sometimes it actually doesn't, and we can just put it aside, or we can actually use it and say, I know that the imagery on this card is like very intense. Um, I often find for myself, I think like utilizing something like the Smith Rider Weight, for example, um, I actually think Pamela Coleman Smith, well, they're a genius and I bow to them. And I I mean, so much of what I am doing wouldn't even be here without Pamela Coleman Smith, actually. Um, I think that's true for a lot of us. And, uh, I think that Pamela Coleman Smith's interpretation of the swords is really brilliant, even though it's very, very fear-based and intense and sometimes even violent because it provides such a wonderful visualization about what these cards often feel like in the mind. They're, it's not necessarily what they are, right? We also have to remember Pamela Coleman-Smith, if you look at the history of the tarot, was commissioned to make the major arcana the way that it was. So the miners, supposedly, allegedly, they were free to do whatever they wanted with. It was the majors that were very, very important um, to, again, the creators of uh, Smith Rider Waite, Arthur Waite, et cetera. So we have to kind of remember that. And I, I break that kind of historical context down to say that only when it resonates and serves you as the reader can you bring about um, kind of a, a, a connection, I think. Can you use the art? Should you use the art, right? If it makes sense to you and if it resonates with you. And I'm not saying to ignore or bypass something that's problematic or that really needs to be addressed. Um, but then I would say if it's really that much of a of an impact, then maybe consider using a different deck. Um, that's just not for you specifically, Sadie. That's just for everybody. I just wanted to bring that forward. Okay. Judgment is, uh, I'm going to talk kind of about the larger piece of it, and then I'm going to make it a little bit more granular <laughs> just so we can understand it in sort of the bigger conceptual piece and then in the more practical way of interpreting it. So judgment is ruled by Pluto, which is connected to Scorpio. Now, judgment excavates, transforms, examines. That's what it does. It calls us into a seeing, an awakening, an awareness, witnessing, and a contextualization, an understanding of something that we didn't really understand before. This understanding can be very, very sudden and overt. I've had experiences in judgment where I've pulled it around a person where I've realized, like, oh, wow. This person hasn't actually had my best interests at heart like the entire time. Now I'm seeing that or I'm seeing my own patterning around wanting this person to like me or whatever. Um, or, and in those contexts, I'm pulling for myself, not on the other person, but around a particular engagement or a relationship or some dynamic within that. Um, I pulled judgment and it was a real, um, it was a real bop on the head from spirit, but I pulled judgment around anger that I was having around like 
not having enough time for myself and this, that, and the other thing, just really feeling very stretched and my various responsibilities at home and with work. And I pulled judgment. And the truth was that my partner is very willing to give me space and time. I actually have some space and time that I could take. I, For me personally, I was having to grapple with the fact that I'm not as comfortable taking that time and space for myself. And I was falling into some very old patterns of overpromising, overworking, getting burned out and getting angry. So once I saw that, um, I started to name it and acknowledge it and consider it working out in therapy and try different things in my life. And it has since really, really shifted a lot of my anger. So, um, there's a realization, there are certain things that judgment brings. One of them is we could call it an awakening. I want to take that, uh, term out of the kind of, um, I'm, we awaken to things all the time. It doesn't mean need to be this like massive, like spiritual waking up, whatever it can be. But I, I, I often find that it's actually way more rooted in like, oh, wow, I'm seeing this, considering this in a way that I haven't before. There's a connection made. There's an awareness that's cultivated. There's an awakening that occurs. Um, sort of, a blindfold coming off in a way where we're able to see something that we were not able to see before. That is one part of judgment, whether that is very subtle or very overt. Excavation is another really big part of judgment where there's usually, this is a very natural card to come up during eclipse energy. There is a digging, there is an unearthing, there is an excavating of something. Um, anger has been a present, um, accompaniment to my life for as long as I can remember. And it is a teacher for me and how I tend to it, discharge it, um, channel it, utilize it is a huge part of my work and how I've handled it very poorly and harmed out of anger and, um, discharged it in ways that were not in highest and best for me, whatever have happened. And so I'm, very careful when anger comes up to be in the awareness of it rather than in the reacting out of it. And all of the work that I've done around my anger has been very judgment-oriented in nature because anger runs in my family. There's a huge, huge family legacy in my family of folks not saying what they mean, not asking for what they mean, not acknowledging when they need help, overwhelming themselves, overburdening themselves, overworking to avoid looking at certain things or being with certain feelings, um, assuming that certain things are happening, but really they haven't actually asked if if that's true or, you know, um, and that is very important for me and very important for judgment because judgment is a generational card. Pluto is the generational planet. Judgment is generational in nature. It has to do with waking up to something, becoming aware of a pattern that is inherited, that there is something going on in us, whether it be 
a generational pattern or what we might call a generational curse that can be broken with us. And we can't break a generational curse unless we fully understand how it was rooted in the first place, what happened, right? We might not know all the details. We can cultivate and form greater understandings through our own patterning, through our impulses where we think, where the fuck did this come from? Sometimes it just comes from nowhere. Other times it is an old pattern that we've been around, that we've absorbed, that, you know, whatever it might be. It's a very, very powerful opportunity to see. Once we see, once we're aware, once we witness, like, oh, wow, you know, this this anger is building because I'm not asking for what I want. And that might have been my ancestors were not able to ask for what they wanted. So anger built and built and built. But I actually can ask for what I want. I'm not living in the time that my ancestors were living. Their situation is not my situation anymore. I can ask for something different. For me personally, I'll say this, and obviously there is a massive amount of privilege that I come from when I'm speaking about my ancestors. I know my ancestors three to four generations back. I'm aware of them. I'm aware of patterns. On my father's side, I have the benefit of knowing about an ancestor who's very, very pivotal in the family, um, who was alive in like 1700s, <laughs> literally. Like there's, there's stuff on this ancestor that we know about. Um, so it, it's, I'm coming from big privilege. I'm coming from somebody who can trace their family lineage back as a result of, uh, again, all different kinds of privileges afforded to me just simply because of the family that I was raised in. They were not broken up by any kind of violence or any kind of colonial experience. Like that, it, there was no, breaking of the ancestral lineage in any way, which again is a privilege, even though there's some really fucked up shit in my family. So when we speak about ancestors, we speak about generational stuff. I just want to acknowledge and also to acknowledge as a white person um, who is a descendant of colonizers, that's also something to name and honor as I speak about all this stuff on stolen land, right? That I live on that is unseated. So I just want to, again, bring voice to that, bring acknowledgement to that as I speak about this and say that you don't need to know about your ancestral patterning to work with judgment. We all have this. We all connect to this. It's all different for all of us. And I don't know the names of all of my ancestors. I don't know my ancestors going back you know, a super long way on my mother's side. There's stuff that happened inside of my family constellation that I knew about that is information enough for me that I can tap into um, what I know from living it and also sense into what might have been going on, what might, you know, what scenarios might have prompted that. And then there are certain things which I think is very Plutonian and that I just will never know. And it has to do more with me 
feeling into myself, feeling into the curiosity, like I wonder where this came from, without necessarily judging anyone, but sensing into, okay, is this a generational curse that exists in me that I am available to break, right? So that's, again, getting a little off and out there, but just to say, you don't need to know your ancestry to work with this card. I just want to frame that up. So Pluto, or rather judgment, as connected by Pluto, excavates, transforms, examines, clarifies. Those are really the four big pieces of it. And when we take it out of the religious context, we have a card that, again, invites us to break generational curses by examining patterning that we unconsciously get swept up into, that feels familiar, and that doesn't serve us. Right? And judgment, we have to understand and appreciate the depth of it, the power of it, the significance of it by where it shows up in the major arcana. Right? We have to go through almost all the journey of the majors to get here. We have to go through line one, all of line two. We have to go through death and the devil and the tower and the star and the moon and the sun. We've got to go through all of the heavy hitters to get here. That's how much work has to be done before we get to judgment. That's how much stumbling and tripping and, you know, whatever it is. It's a long time. It takes age. It takes experience. It takes lived experience. That's why there's some, I know more about judgment now at, and I mean, I'm young comparatively, but 38 than I did when I spoke about this card and I think I was 35, 34, I'm a parent now. It's completely changed my perception to this card. Some of us are, some of y'all are younger than me and not parents. And you could probably teach me about this card. So like, we're all where we are. Like, it doesn't mean that you have to be a parent. You have to be older in age. It really depends on kind of what understanding what we've been invited to explore with regard to this card, right? So we have to go through all of the work to be ready for this kind of witnessing. And it's layer by layer, right? There's not some massive cellular level judgment experience. It's often around a particular situation, like I mentioned with my anger and stuff. It's often around something very, very particular rather than around something so massive and sweeping where it's like, oh, suddenly we understand everything and we're enlightened and da 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 It's not judgment. So um, I suppose it could be for somebody, but it's not it as a rule, right? So it's a deep witness and it's a witness that takes a lot of cultivation to get to. We have to have a lot of resourcing around us. We have to pass through a lot of kind of, for lack of a better way of putting it, um, well, rather than, I was going to say goalposts, but thresholds, I think. Um, there has to be a lot of delayering in order to get here. It's really a, a putting things together. And it's the last stop before the world card ruled by Saturn, which we actually get to uh, clear out the remaining pieces around whatever doesn't serve about this particular pattern or situation, um, thus kind of freeing us from the cycle altogether and moving us into a completely different cycle of learning and lessons and understanding and stuff. So with judgment, 
now that we become aware of something, we can actually facilitate a different action. And you might be thinking, well, this sounds a lot like justice. That's true. It does. Justice has to do with the very important work of being with what is rather than what we want or what we don't want. It's a very different feeling. If you, uh, it's almost like an experience of hot or cold, um, or, oh, this is a good example. I think dry heat and very moist heat, right? Like we're hot, but justice we could say is a very dry heat maybe. And judgment is a very, uh, you know, it's almost, um, like a jungle heat. Uh, it's very moist. It's, there's a lot of humidity in the air. They're both hot. They both sort of are around the same temperature profile, but they do completely different things when you're actually inside of them. So like I said, justice, there's a really, really big piece of this card that has to do with being with what is rather than what we want to be. There's a lot of slipperiness to justice. Like we, we get pulled in a million different directions rather than what, rather than just being with what's here. That is not judgment. Judgment is an inescapable seeing of what's here. We're ready to see it. We want to see it. We're in it. <laughs> like it's Pluto. There's no question. With Libra, which rules justice, there, there's there's a, 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 a kind of a balancing of the scales. We're going down, we're going up, we're going sideways, like we're 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 figuring it out. With judgment, bam, we're in it. That's it. So once we understand, the idea is that it's here to free us. Pluto transforms. It is the ultimate transformer, ultimate. So once we know, we can make different choices. Once we understand, we can do things differently than how we were raised or how we were taught or what we thought was the right thing for us. We can change. So we're talking about huge, sweeping, um, massive, overarching levels, layers, themes here. What if we just get this in a reading for someone, right? We could start with, and this is probably not going to be, um, this is coming completely off the cuff, but if I pulled this card for someone in a reading, I would say, um, this is a really, really, really important time of realizations for you. They might not be very overt. They might be. Again, I'm not reading for anyone right now. So if I had to be general, this is what I would say. Um, really, these huge realizations, these big realizations that you have the opportunity to sense into might be a long time coming. They might be um, hard to witness. They might be very simple. Um, the most important thing that you're being asked to know about these awarenesses, about the clarities, about like the, the understandings that you have the capacity to sense into is that you can change. You don't have to do things the way that you've been doing them before. Right? So another way of framing it might be that we do a reading for someone and we say you're in a process of really, really playing around with changing the way you've been doing things on a fundamental level right? It gets a, it's a huge opportunity for you to move into something different, something that might not be 
uh, intuitive. That might not be your first impulse that, you know, we're flexing different muscles here. Those are seasons that all of us go through from time to time where we, where we painfully realize we've been undercharging. Judgment actually has us looking at like really flatly and intensely, like maybe we have stuff about that. Maybe we feel unworthy. Maybe we feel guilty. Maybe we feel like we shouldn't. Maybe we, you know, whatever it is, we could realize we're overcharging. Why might that be, right? Whatever overcharging means or whatever undercharging means to you. Um, It could be about anger. It could be about perfectionism. It could be about wanting someone to like us. Again, I've shared with y'all, I've had stuff happen, come up for me around my relationships with folks and kind of wanting people who really don't have my best interests at heart to like me or approve of me or choose me. And it's old, you know, it's mother wounding. It's just old stuff and it's painful. And I think that's a really important thing about judgment too, is that it's, it's really deep in there. It's a deep splinter and it has to do with stuff that we, we usually really get stuck in like we, we, and that, that's what I want you to sort of take from this explore, this like verbal kind of exploration of judgment, which is really what this podcast serves for. It's not a course. So this sort of verbal exploration of this card, which is what is so great about this podcast, because it's not a course. We don't have to dive directly into the heart of it. It's, it's, we get to explore it and unpack it over time. Um, that's why I wanted to contextualize for y'all, like, before we get to this card, we're going through death, we're going through temperance, we're going through strength, whatever, like, we're, we're, there's a lot of work that comes before this, which is why it makes sense that this card might be for us something that we get stuck in, that's very old, cellular almost, and breaking generational curses, we can't do it unless we have an awareness of the pattern unless we have an awareness that we're acting out of that pattern without said awareness, um, that we're invited to do something differently. So judgment can help us to understand. It can help us to change. It can, it can help us to make different choices and see how we can do things differently in a way that we might not have been able to see before. So I also think that judgment often comes up around something that's, again, very old, very stubborn, we usually have a lot of shame around that we should be different. We should know better. Oh my gosh, I'm in this again. That's the whole point is that if something is very deep, very primal, if it's ancestral, if it's generational, it's much harder to, to have an awareness of it. Right? So when this card comes up for us, it's powerful to, to remember all of this and really remember like, oh yeah, shame. Okay. Shame is here. Rage is here. Whatever is here. Can I, can I hold even that? Can I hold that too? Can I be with that as I, as I tend to myself and, and open to the possibility of understanding or seeing something about this pattern that I didn't before. Right. So it it really tells us like we can't, we don't know until we know, right? We can't see until we're ready to see, and that's judgment. You know, we don't necessarily know why, but there there are moments when we're called to understand a larger pattern about something, and that is judgment. 
And it does it not just because we're invited to understand it, but because it really allows us to make changes almost in real time, almost in real time around what we can control, around what is specific to us. Um, And as I mentioned before, and this is just a very personal share, this is not um, naming or claiming that having a child tethers you more to judgment or not or whatever, as I don't think that's true. Um, but I will say personally that having a child has brought judgment into my mind in a different way, just simply because I'm raising my child um, in a completely opposite way that I was raised. It's a completely different environment, a different fl- flow to the household, a different relationship, a different um different, different, different. Um, and that's like a real simplification of, of a very large thing. Um, so, and even though there are different things happening, I still find myself, um, because as I mentioned, like there can be anger that can come up around, like, I don't have enough time. I'm doing too much. I'm working. Oh my God. When, you know, whatever. It's never directed at anybody. It's not directed at my daughter. It's not directed at my partner. It's really just anger. And it feels like it's mine and it also doesn't. So there's also, and there's been real, uh, like, stuff that I've caught myself in and thought, like, you know, there's been an assumption in me that I'm supposed to do X, Y, Z rather than asking for what I want or considering like, maybe this isn't for me and maybe that's okay. And some real old stuff that again, doesn't feel like it's mine. And without getting into all the details, there's been a lot of generational curse breaking just by virtue of noticing there's a very strong impulse in me or belief in me that something's going to happen here. If I don't do this, that it won't be okay if I ask for that. And the more I become aware of the pattern and purposely go about playing with breaking it or doing something different, the more transformed I become and by virtue, my relationship with my family becomes. So I do think because Pluto and judgment by extension are both very generational, there is something about being in relationship with parents or with our children or with, uh, you know, our ancestral work in general, there is something that can be really unearthed with this card, but it can also come up around anything. So very, very powerful, right? And, and how can we hook into, how can we sense into judgment during this time when we're in an eclipse portal? Let the eclipses help you see what's ready to be seen. Let them help you put the pieces together. Let them help you take the blindfold off. Let them help you sense into something that maybe you never really put together before completely. Maybe you knew, but you didn't really know. Maybe you sensed, but you didn't totally sense. Maybe you're aware of something that is happening within you because your community or your particular family of origin or how you were raised or, um, you know, whatever family, whatever constellation you come from or that you sense into or that you have um, kind of a root system to or with, you sense like, oh, wow, this expression of pain is happening because of X or this inherited pattern maybe came 
about because of Y or Z. Um, now that I see it, maybe I can offer love to it. Maybe I can have more compassion with myself. Maybe I can recognize like, oh, that's why I feel so uncomfortable asking for this or that. Maybe I don't have to do that anymore. Or maybe I do have to still do it, but I have a different awareness about why I'm doing it. So there's all kinds of different ways that judgment can show itself and can offer medicine. But the biggest piece that it does provide to us is the opportunity to see something in a way that we hadn't before with the purpose of offering us almost an instant way to experiment with doing something new to try to change it, try to change our relationship to it, right? So whether that's action-oriented or more internal, um, once we see it, it being in quotes, we really can't unsee it. So again, for Scorpio season, for the eclipse portal, for Samhain coming up, the Samhain Beltane portal, just really beautiful medicine, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, just an interesting way of looking at this card that I think is really important. Loves, thank you for being here. Thank you for these 200 episodes. Thank you for 7 million downloads. Thanks for just, thanks for being here. I'm grateful to be here with you. I'm excited to connect with y'all on Monday for November's Monthly Medicine and for a celebration of Samhain. And until we meet again in just a few days, please take exquisite care of yourselves. 